That's it. It's all right. It would have got hot in here directly anyway. Amen. Good problem to have. Good problem to have. There's 12. Amen. Hey, mothers. Hey, mothers. Mothers are teachers. Mothers are disciplinarians. Mothers are cleaning ladies. Boo. Mothers are nurses, doctors, psychologists. Mothers are counselors. Mothers are chauffeurs. Mothers are coaches. Mothers are developers of personalities. Mothers are molders of vocabularies. Mothers are shapers of attitudes. Mothers are soft voices saying, I love you. Mothers are a link to God himself. Mothers are a child's first impression of God's love. Mothers are all these things and much, much more. Irma Bombeck wrote a story of how God created mothers. And in this story, it goes that the day that God was creating mothers, uh, He had to work a double shift. Had to work a lot of overtime. And one of His angels said to the Lord, Lord, you sure are spending a lot of time on this model. And the Lord turned and said, well, have you read the specs on this model? She's supposed to be completely washable, yet not plastic. She has to have at least 180 moving parts, all of them replaceable. Her kiss must heal everything from broken legs to broken hearts. She is to be able to function on black coffee and leftovers. And she's supposed to have six pair of hands. And the angel said, six pair of hands? That's impossible. And the Lord said, it's not the six pair of hands that causes me trouble. It's the three pair of eyes that cause me trouble. She's got to have at least one pair of eyes that can see through closed doors. So that when she hear, when she says, what are you kids doing in there? She already knows what those kids are doing in there. She has to have another pair of eyes in the back of her head for all those things that she's not supposed to see, but she must see. And she must have one more pair right in front of her head so that she can look a child in the eye that just goofed it up bad and communicate love and understanding without saying a word. The angel said, Father, that is too much to put into one model. You're going to overdo it. Lord, why don't you just take a break from creating and come back tomorrow and give it another try? And the Lord said, no, I'm close to creating a model 
much like myself. And the Lord said, I've already come up with a model who can heal herself when she's sick. She can feed a family of six on a pound of hamburger. And she can persuade a nine-year-old to take a shower. Then the angel looked at the model of motherhood that the father had built, and he looked at her real close, and he said, Father, she's just too soft. And the Lord said, Oh, but she's tough. She's tough. You'd be surprised at how much this mother can do. And the angel reached over and, and touched her cheek. And the angel said, Lord, this one's got a leak. I told you you put too much in this model. And the Lord said, that's not a leak. That's a tear. And the angel said, well, what's a tear for? And the Lord said, a tear is for joy, for sadness, for sorrow, for disappointment, and for pride. And the angel said, Father, you are an absolute genius. And the Lord looked at that angel and said, oh, but I didn't put that one there. That came as a result of her being a mother. Friend, with all this in mind, I want to invite you this morning uh, to look at Matthew chapter 20 with me as we seek to understand a mother. Uh, this mother's name is Mrs. Zebedee. Say Mrs. Zebedee. Amen. Amen. Mrs. Zebedee had two boys. One's name was John. The other was James. And Matthew 20 reads this way. The mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down before the Lord, asked him for a favor. And Jesus said, what is it that you want? She said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit on your right hand and the other may sit in the, on your left hand in your kingdom. And Jesus said to the sons, boys, you don't know what you're asking. Can you drink the cup that I'm going to have to drink? And in union, the boy said, we can. And the Lord said, you will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right hand or my left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my father. Now, since her sons were so close to the Lord Jesus, Mrs. Zebedee was just absolutely certain that somehow, some way, when Jesus formed his kingdom, that her boys were going to be in places of position and places of authority. Now, when I hear Mrs. Zebedee talking in the scriptures, I say, Mrs. Zebedee, you're being awful arrogant. You're being awful arrogant to think that your boys can sit at the right hand and left hand of the Lord Jesus. I mean, what's wrong with my son? What's wrong with your son? Why can't he or they sit at the right and left hand of the Father? But since today is Mother's Day, we are going to look at a few positive traits of Mrs. Zebedee. And first of all, the first positive trait is, is that Mrs. Zebedee prayed that her sons might be part of the kingdom of God. 
Friends, I can think of no more important task than, than, in motherhood, that is, than seeking to ensure that your child is part of the kingdom of God. Nothing more important. Not college, not making good grades, nothing is more important in your child's life than being sure that they're part of the kingdom of God. That is your first and your foremost priority. Now, I know that many mothers pray. But I also know that many mothers pray sometimes because they have to. Amen? I heard a story about James Dobson who told a time when he came home when his son Ryan was just a baby. And he came home and it had been a horrible day for his wife. And Ryan had been sick and had literally cried all day long. So James comes in and uh, he sees his wife very busy. She had been uh, changing diapers, and then all of a sudden the phone rang, and uh, Shirley went over to, to answer the phone, but she forgot to tape up Ryan's diaper. And about that time, Ryan had an onset of diarrhea. Well, she cleaned up that mess, and she put him in clean, nice-smelling clothes, and then she took him into the living room, and she began to feed him. And as she was burping... Little Ryan threw up all over her, all over himself, and all over the couch. And so as James Dobson came in, he said, I came home to a house filled with the aroma of motherhood. Diarrhea and throw up. And his wife cried out, was all this in my contract? Sometimes mothers pray because they have to, amen? But sometimes mothers pray out of frustration. Sometimes mom get, moms get so frustrated because they can't communicate to their child what they want them to learn. read a story about one mom who recalls the time when she gave her four-year-old son his very first responsibility. She told little Stephen... Uh, that she wanted him to watch Susan, the baby sister, while she stepped out of the room. She was gone less than a second, and then she heard a... <laughs> Mama rushes back into the living room to find Susan stretched out on the floor, screaming her lungs out. And meanwhile, Stephen is just sitting there with an innocent look on his face. And mom said, Stephen, I told you to watch her. And Stephen said, I did, mommy. I watched her fall and I watched her cry. <laughs> he did exactly what he was told to do, amen? Being a mom sometimes ain't easy. Sometimes being a mom is very difficult. Sometimes mom motherhood is filled with joy. Other times it can be filled with sadness. Sometimes your children make you so doggone proud you can jump for joy. Other times, you can't find enough Kleenex to wipe away all the tears. But I hope that every mother, that every father in this building this morning feels a burden. I pray that every mother and father feels a burden to go to the throne of God and pray for your child or children. I hope you're praying. I hope you're praying that they be saved from the penalty of sin. And I hope that you're praying that they'll be saved for eternal life. 
We ought to be before the throne of God, praying for our children. Now, Mrs. Zebedee gives us an incredible example of a mother who prayed earnestly. Here she is talking straight to Jesus. Amen? That's prayer. Just talking straight to Jesus from the heart. Praying earnestly that her sons be a part of the kingdom of God. Moms, dads, we need the same concern today to be praying that our children be part of the kingdom of God. But Mrs. Zebedee also prayed that her sons would be involved in the kingdom of God. How many of you know that there's a difference between being a part of the kingdom of God and being involved in the kingdom of God? How many of you know, know the difference? Know that there is a difference. Amen? I'll ask you this question. Is it enough just to be saved? Is it enough just to be part of the kingdom of God? You know, our churches are overflowing with people who are content to sit in a pew on Sunday morning. Plenty of people are willing to just sit back and receive a blessing, but they refuse to get involved in doing the real work of the church. Friend, this is a time of introspection. I can't answer that question for you, but I can tell you that it is God's desire that you be involved in the kingdom of God, not just part of the kingdom of God. So where... Do our children learn how to be involved in the, in the kingdom of God? Where do children learn how to have a servant's heart? Listen carefully. Because they don't learn it at church necessarily. They learn it at home. They learn it at home. It's at home watching parents teaching their sons and daughters how to be actively involved in the kingdom of God. It's at home where they learn what a servant's heart looks like as mom and dad teach other people, lead other people, and disciple other people. A child learns what a servant's heart looks like at home. That can either be something that gives you great joy or it can be something that gives you great conviction. What is your child learning at home? See, children learn what a servant's heart looks like when they watch. Where they watch mom and dad sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with other people. Mrs. Zebedee prayed her sons would be part of the kingdom of God. But she also prayed that they would be actively involved in the work of his kingdom. Friends, we need to walk in Mrs. Zebedee's footsteps. Finally, Mrs. Zebedee also had great big expectations for her sons in the kingdom of God. See, she just didn't pray that the boys would make it into heaven. 
that wasn't good enough for mama. Amen. She wasn't satisfied that they just make it into heaven. No, she wanted them at the right hand and the left hand of Jesus. She wanted them as close to the master as they could possibly be. See, when you're working in a kingdom, there's no higher position than the right hand and the left hand of the king himself. And that's what Mrs. Zebedee wanted for her sons. We may consider Mrs. Zebedee to be kind of big-headed. We think Miss Zebedee might have been a little shameless. But friend, you got to admire her boldness, amen? I mean, she was going for it, right? See, too often, we settle for mediocrity in the church. We settle for average. We settle for average faith, average service, average giving, average worship, and we just settle for that. Too often, we're content with just barely making it. Just barely making it through the door. I say that for too long, we've been content to sit back and let the world teach our children. Do you hear me, church? Enough is enough. How much longer are we going to just allow that? What does that mean, Brother Bill? Does that mean I need to make sure that they're uh, here at church every time the doors are open? Well, that's probably a pretty good idea. Uh, But no, not just that. It begins at home. Are you teaching them to have a servant's heart at home? We've been content to sit back and just let things happen. At some point, it's got to stop. And I say that today, on Mother's Day, it can stop. It's time. It's time for some of us to take up our positions on the right hand and the left hand of the king and become leaders leading our children and not just our children. I'm telling you that I'm taking responsibility for your children. And I'm expecting you to take responsibility for mine. To be spiritual leaders in the walk with Christ that you have. Friends, we've got to become active in the mission of our church. We've got to be mobilizing the troops, encouraging one another to become a leader, to become who you are, a son or daughter of God. Friend, to become active and to mobilize the troops and to make sure that we're fulfilling our mission which here at Bethel is sharing the love of Jesus across the way and around the world. See, for that child in Guatemala, Fernando, who recently lost his life to starvation, I feel responsible for him. For the other children that are in the same boat Fernando was, I feel responsible for them. And my prayer for you this morning is that you will also feel that responsibility. It's time for us not to accept the status quo, but to strive for excellence. To go beyond the call of duty, to reach for the very best we can do 
and not just accept a Sunday morning Christianity. The Lord calls us to be his disciples. To be his disciples and to be effective laborers in the kingdom of God. And that's part of why today is so special. Because we do get to come together and testify with one unified voice that we belong to God and we're taking responsibility as leaders for every other child of God. We're not satisfied with mediocre service. But there's another reason why today is so special, and that is because a mother's love is probably the closest example we have of God's love. It's a love that demonstrates. I've said this a million times if i said it once. I'm thankful that God just didn't say, hey, Bill, I love you. I'm glad it wasn't just words. But then in Romans 5, 8, it says that God demonstrates his own love towards Bill. That while he was still a sinner... Christ died for him. And he says that to you too, my friend. God demonstrates his love. God sacrifices himself over and over and over again, just like mama did. I reflect on my raising, and I see all the sacrifices that my mama gave for me to have a good life. One last story, and I'll close this morning. And it's a story about a man named Solomon Rosenberg and his family. Solomon experienced the Jewish Holocaust during World War II. And unlike a lot of preacher stories, this one's true. Amen? Now we're just going to let that one go. All right. Anyway, Solomon and his wife and his two sons and his mother and father were arrested and placed in a Nazi concentration camp. And the rules were very simple. Here's the rules. Are you ready? Say amen. Here's the rules. As long as you can work, you're permitted to live. If you become too weak to work, then you are exterminated. That's the only rules. Work and you'll live. Become too weak and you'll die. And Rosenberg watched as his mother and father were marched off to be put to their deaths. And he knew in his heart of hearts that not too far behind them was going to be his son. See, he had a son named David who had always been a frail, frail child. And every evening, Rosenberg would come home or come back to the barracks and uh, after working hours and hours of labor, and he would search for the faces of his family. And when he would find them, they would huddle together, they would embrace one another, and they would thank God for another day of life. But one day, Rosenberg came back, and he couldn't find those familiar faces. He finally found his oldest son, Joshua, huddled over in the corner, weeping and crying and praying. And Rosenberg said, Josh, tell me it's not true. Joshua turned and said, it's true, Papa. Today, David was too weak, and they came for him. 
And Mr. Rosenberg said to Joshua, well, where's Mama? And Joshua, with a big tear coming down in his eye, said, oh, Papa, when they came for David, he was scared and he was crying. And Mama said, son, there's nothing to be afraid of. And he took his hand and she went with him to their death. That is motherhood. That is motherhood. Mothers, today is your day and we honor you. And I want to say to you, God bless you. And I pray that as we all seek to follow Mrs. Zebedee's example and pray that our children become part of the kingdom of God and as we pray that our children become involved in the kingdom of God, I also pray like Mrs. Zebedee, we would remember that our Lord Jesus has very great expectations for us all. And mediocrity is not one of the expectations. So if there's somebody here that's never experienced the love of God in this way, if there's someone here uh, that has experienced the love of their mother, I'm telling you, you've experienced a taste of the love of God. If you're feeling alone, I want you to know that there's a hand reaching out to you that says to you, going to be okay. I'll go with you. So God extends a loving invitation to you today, an invitation to come into his family, an invitation that is much like a mother's love who opens her the doors to her house again and lets her child come back in. Amen? It's the love of God. And he always says, my child, come back home. a decision time for you. And if the Lord has instructed you to take charge of this decision time, to come back home, know that you're not coming by yourself. That Jesus is walking hand in hand with you. Let me pray. Father God, I thank you for Mama today. But Lord, I wouldn't have my Mama if it weren't for Jesus. And so more than even my mother, I praise you and thank you for my Savior and my Master and your love that was expressed to me through him. Father, in a congregation this large, surely there's someone that stands in need of coming back to Mama's house, coming back to God's house. Lord, I pray that they would have the courage the wherewithal and the faith to take that first step. And Father, if there's a prayer concern that we can pray with them about, this altar is certainly open. And Lord, I ask you in Jesus' name to do a supernatural work through our mamas today. Lord, for those of us who have lost our mother, let the fond memories and the joy we experience, Father, bless us today as we celebrate Mother's Day. And Lord, for those that aren't yet mothers, Lord, help them to know they're a mother, all right. They're a spiritual mother, at least. And Father, they have a, a God-sent divine work that they're called to do. 
Thank you so much for the privilege of worshiping you this morning. Lord, we pray that your word has fallen on a receptive heart and mind. And now, Lord, we turn this decision time over to you. Whatever will be, you will make it. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Let's all stand and let's sing.